the banks of the Great River, high above the Allure Gorge. This is the Buzzer Podcast. Indie music, new releases, industry insiders, out-of-the-box conversations with guests from the true north, from the west coast to the east coast, to across the pond, and from down under. And now, here is Shay. Hey, y'all. I am Shay. This is the Buzzer Podcast, Independent Music Releases Global Coverage. Welcome and enjoy. The Buzzer Podcast will wind down Season 1 of both shows. The top shows of Season 1 will start airing September 6th. The shows airing have the top fan engagement, subscribes, and download count. The show today is The Banquets from Leeds, United Kingdom. This rock, blues, and pop band have a new single release out on September 17th. The original broadcast aired May 4th. Enjoy the show. So hi, Gemma and uh, Leon. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you very Thank you much for us. having us, yes. Uh, what's it like out there in Leeds, UK? <sighs> Sunny, but very cold. It's, it's... Well, I was going to say grey. No, oh, it's always it, grey. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's been very sunny, clear blue skies for the last week, but uh-huh. super cold. And then today it's a bit grey and... Yeah. Let, yeah. Shay, it was snowing. Oh my Lord. It was snowing yesterday. <laughs> oh, oh my God. No, it's beautiful here. It's beautiful here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. I, I'm pretty sure on one side it was uh, sunny and the other side it was snowing. It was, it was, it was uh, our British weather. Yeah, here in uh, beautiful Canada. Yeah, it's very springy. I always like to know what's happening on the other side of the world. I know, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So we're here to um, feature your music, talk about the releases that you've had out. You're outstanding, uh, outstanding band. Thank you. Uh, you know what? I your music is a bit of rock, a bit of blues, a bit of pop. Um, yeah, it's hard to fit you into any genre. It is. Really. I, I, I mean, was... you know what? Your music's so unique. I wouldn't want to put you in one. Oh, thank Good. you. Yeah, that. To be fair, that all the guys that record us, every time we do something with them, they say each each track's completely different from the last one, and they say exactly that. They don't know what box to put us in, but I quite like that. Yeah, yeah. I never know how to define us as a genre. Just I think you've hit the yeah. That was right. Rock, pop, blues. blues. Yeah. Because when you sent me your other music, I'm like, wow, is this different than the other one? You know, but it, they're all great. So <laughs> yeah. you were part of the introducing stage oh, of the you. Great British Folk Festival 2019 and 20. Was that when you formed or have you been together for a while? No. Do you know, we haven't been together that long. I'm terrible with dates. So I'm going to have to ask Leon here. When did we when did we have our very very first rehearsal with Fran? That that was probably longer than you think. It was probably probably about <laughs> two thousand and seventeen. That yeah, because we, there was there was quite a lot of people were coming okay. in and out of the band, and then eventually it sort of just settled on the three of us. We we're, we're sort of trying to get a basis as left the band, so we basically just settled as a three piece. Um, 
last year. Yeah. So really, we started gigging properly in 2019. We just started 2020, and uh, we got completely shut down basically because of the, mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. Damn you, COVID. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, across the board, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our province just went into a stay-at-home order uh, two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, is, is, have you got a good vaccine? Oh, really? Yeah. Or is it slow or? I, I, I don't really, I don't want to follow it because I prefer to keeping a spiritual bubble. But um, my husband yeah. told me today that uh, we're only 1.9% of our population is vaccinated, which is significantly behind. And I read a headline right. today that there is a, a travel warning to Canada. Yeah. Well, uh, that's scandalous. I mean, to be fair, oh, it makes no you. difference because in the UK, we've got a rip with, way 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 through mm-hmm. the country now like over half the country's been vaccinated and we're still in plumbing really? lockdown so i'm like well what's the point of being vaccinated yeah, yeah you're wondering but, yeah it's uh it's weird yeah. there's still there, there is there's literally nowhere open for us to rehearse so we have to illegally rehearse at our house yeah. well but, what, what i've noticed since the beginning of it is uh music keeps adapting and uh, i think yeah. we'll have to continue to adapt until somebody gets their shit together Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. that's the way i look at it um, yeah. you two had remarkably different uh backgrounds like uh Gemma came from a very musical family and yes. leon uh you started guitar at an early yeah. age but you didn't have that kind of a background? No. Um, I, I, I always wanted a guitar. So one of the first things I ever remember asking for is a guitar, and I don't know why that is. I remember listening to Buddy Holly with my mum, and uh, she used to like old Motown stuff and things like that. But And I can remember they <laughs> fobbed me off with a, a little wooden guitar. Say I was about three or four or something. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I was six, they got me first full-size electric. But my family is not musical one bit at all. And my mum thought it'd be a good idea for me to learn how to play the piano. I don't know why, because I said I wanted to play the guitar. Um, and I sort of did that all the way till I was started senior school. Um, and then everybody was playing the guitar and I just, I just copied them basically. And that was, that was the start of me playing the guitar properly. So did the, the uh, training of piano help you with uh, writing the melodies and the co-writes with Gemma? Um, no, I would say not. Perhaps, perhaps it gave me a musical ear. I'd say that. Um, but regarding reading music, I couldn't really translate it to the guitar. For me, when playing the guitar, one hundred percent has always been about making songs up, um, rather than um, actually trying to learn it technically. It's, it's oh, always okay. just sort of been, yeah. It's been um, maybe like a bit of a diary or something. Like I just come home and play. So you taught yourself. Yeah, one hundred percent. Copying people. It's funny in in his family is is almost like the musical black sheep. Just <laughs> nobody okay. in the family. They're just not interested in yeah. playing an instrument or 
writing songs or anything that Leon is. <laughs> yeah. And talk about your family, Gemma. You had a father that was uh, uh, a musician. No, well, interestingly, he wasn't. He oh, was just okay. He, I yeah, he had a musical background. My on my mom's side, my mom's side. Oh, in okay. fact, my I mom. Think I'm yeah, you up my with mom, Fran. <laughs> yeah, Fran. yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, my mom's dad. He played the piano. My mom was. Well, she used to play the guitar. Her brother plays the guitar. Her other brother plays the drums. My cousins, one plays the guitar, the other plays the drums. They're very musical. But the I think the person that really got me into music was was my dad. But not because he did he never played a musical instrument. He never oh. wrote songs or anything like that. It's just music was his life. He, he just absolutely yeah. he, he literally did, yeah. Um he loved every type of music, jazz, blues, oh, yeah. gigs, yeah. He, yeah. Okay, that's where I read about your father's influence. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe it sounds yeah. that he yeah. played an instrument, but no, it was just purely his passion for music. Okay, so did the band form through an advert or did you know each other through uh, the community? or No, so me and Leon are married. So that worked quite nicely. And then we just happened upon Fran just through a friend. Um, if I, I'll, let, I'll let you tell the story, Leon. Um, well, music, first and foremost, didn't come. I, I was always making songs up and it was always that Jem could sing, but it was quite frosty trying to make that work. Um, we don't always try and make a song up together and it would generally end in an argument. And then we just kind of, I think maybe I'd put about 10 songs together, music, and I think Jem really liked the sound of them. And that was how that part of the, that was about 2016. So we, we, we started putting perhaps about 10 songs together and then... It was just literally me and Gem as an acoustic thing that we just did in our kitchen. And then our friend went out drinking one night and me and Gem <laughs> were drinking in our kitchen. And she said, Do you she said, I've gone out with a couple of pals. Can I bring them back to your house? And she bought this guy back, which was Fran. And um, Fran's got a really big musical background. He'd been to music college. His parents yeah. are professional yeah. musicians and his whole family are musicians. It's just a pure music family, fans. And we <laughs> told him that we'd made some songs up and he <laughs> he sort of was ready to be sneering at us. I think he thought it was going to be rubbish. And when we played yeah. him the songs, he was like, oh, they're really cool, actually. And uh. And then we offered him, again, I didn't think he'd accept it. I said because he said that he played the drums. Um, and I asked him if he wanted to come jam with us. And then the next morning we all woke up and sobered up and I said to Jem, I'm definitely going to ask that guy if, <laughs> if he wants to be in a band with us still. And he said, yeah. And that was that. Yeah. The rest is history. It was, it was a real compliment because me and Leon, I, I class us both as amateurs when it comes to bands and music. But Fran is anything but an amateur. Mm -hmm. Um so the fact that he wanted to be in a band with us, it was it was nice. Yeah. Gave us some confidence. That's amazing. I have a question to ask. Oh, okay. Is he knighted? Why did well on the website you call him Sir Francis Watkins? <laughs> 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 
I'm part Brit, so I have to ask. Is it a judge joke? It's a joke, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. I dare say it comes from Sir Francis Drake. Uh, I'm sure if he was here, he would tell you other. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. No, because the first time I went, sir, oh my God, that's so cool. And I thought, uh, okay, I just wanted to know if he had met the Queen. And, and I, you never know. You never know. And so, uh, because of the mix of your music, rock, blues, pop, we must have yeah. had uh, diverse musical influences. Like, what kind of music influenced? you as artists for me i take a lot of my influence from kind of american 70s american rock mm. i'm in love with fleetwood mac doobie brothers the eagles um but then i also love Britpop. so i don't know i guess quite an eclectic Eclectic influences from a variety of places. Kate Bush as well. I mean, how would you define Kate Bush? Mm-hmm. I think just British pop, isn't she? But yeah. Um, for me, I I love American music. I, it's like mm-hmm. the cradle of everything, as far as I'm concerned. Even British music. I always used to think British bands were everything, and then as I as I got older, it I sort of realised that we was replicating what was going on in America. Um, yeah. And what, and what bands? So even, even someone like Oasis, like mm-hmm. that's root, rooted in the Beatles. Be honest, And the Leon. Beatles are rooted in America as far as I'm concerned. Um, mm-hmm. American music. I mean, obviously with a European twang to it, but that that's essentially where it goes to. But when I when I was growing up, Oasis massively, massively affected me. I can remember when I first got into them, like, I couldn't believe it. And then from there, I started getting into Bob Dylan and the band and um, just that whole Joni Mitchell, that whole sort of early 70s music scene or sort of late 60s, early 70s music scene. Um and then I, even like now, I, I, I listen to loads of old blues. Um, yeah, so I like traditional songwriters. I mean, yeah, don't get good. me wrong, I like um, music that sort of breaks away from sort of convention, but generally I like bands and, and, and songwriters that, that don't reinvent the wheel per se. They they just put out good lyrical content with with a real good melody and uh, okay yeah so basically in my mind you just described Joan Jett <laughs> as who, well. so that broke up who? Joan Jett oh yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, what what are your thoughts on her oh she was cool really really cool yeah like I like pop music and uh, uh-huh. pop pop rock. When it's done well, is excellent, and she oh, okay. definitely, yeah, she uh, she wrote some great pop rock songs. Yeah, no, she was, she was a groundbreaker. That's all. Yeah, uh, I'm big into I'm big into uh, female 
vocals, female rock, which is one yeah. of the reasons why I love you guys. Ah, <laughs> yeah. thank you. So let's talk about the first track we're going to hear. It's your debut single, Red Sky Morning. Um, yeah. It was released October of last year. Correct? Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love the video. Um, uh, it, uh, it, there's a lot of metaphoric things like when you walking past the <laughs> crash after a night of drinking and <laughs> yeah. then into nature. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Is it all about addiction or is there more to that message? No, I mean, I think we did an interview a while ago and I made it sound like it was. And I'm sure the video mm -hmm. seems to tell that story as well but no lyrically I remember being sat in bed one night and I was writing down some lyrics I was going through quite a bad patch at the time um and there's one lyric in it that talks about falling off a cliff it feels like you're falling off a cliff in in my mind mm -hmm. and I think that's how that's how I felt at the time just like I was falling off a cliff needed some kind of help um so yeah, the music video kind of tells the story of someone who's maybe got too deep in alcohol, but truthfully, the song it's it's deeper than that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it has it's it has deeper meaning. Yeah, but addiction sort of falling off a cliff too. It is. Yeah. yeah, it could be anything. It could be addiction, whether that's drink, whether that's drugs. It could be depression. It could be relationships. Yeah, it's yeah, whatever, whatever it wants. The lyrics are very universal. It, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to listen to Red Sky Morning.
like it. I like it. And the video was directed by Entheo's Media Group, which yeah. is, uh, they also directed what you're saying video. Yes. Yeah. What was it like uh, working with them? They're great. They, do you know, whenever we say to them, we've got an idea, this is what we'd like to do, even for the new video, um, they never go, oh, we're going to struggle to do that. They go, yeah, let's do that. And they sort of, they're, they're as enthusiastic as we are. So it always yeah, feels they... like anything's possible, even with a relatively small budget. Um we we can seem to put out really good content with them, so yeah. They have big ideas. It was it was it started off with a very simple idea, um, and then somehow ended up with me on these gargantuan rocks with a drone in the sky filming me. I'm not sure how it evolved into that, but, but <laughs> it did. Well, the, the the video for what you're saying, um, it's. Uh, it's fun. Uh, yeah, that's very different to Red Sky Morning. Where there's reference, like, I, it could be just my own mind. Yeah. I was picking up a lot of political commentary. <gasps> Ooh, there's, there's, interesting. Huge. Yeah, with the yeah. Choose Life costumes, the horse head, the yes. horse head. Actually, at first I thought it was a horse, and I thought, no, that's an ass. Right? <laughs> uh, and the, and you guys wearing masks, sitting on a couch, drinking wine. Yeah, very yeah. Uh, eyes wide shut. <laughs> and so tell me a bit about that track. In the UK, we've gone through quite a lot of angst um, for the last, since 2016, like everything's just gone crazy. It's just been nonstop wall-to-wall news. And I think there's just a lot of, a lot of that coming out in the who do you think you are and who are you talking to there's a lot of pe- a lot of people i think in the media and politicians just really got too big for the boots for me and that that really came out in that song um, <laughs> leon yeah. leon sorry leon got very carried away um it's usually me getting carried away the, with the music videos and the dressing up but um, we had a delivery and all this stuff came from Amazon. I was like, what have you been buying? And he went, he was so excited. So he's yeah. like opening it and he brought out a fishing hat, a baseball, uh, not baseball. Basketball. Baseball. Basketball. You see, there's a dig it China in there. I don't think anyone gets it. But <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the NBA uh-huh. sort of, they, yeah. they all came out, they took the knee. But then when it came to defending the people of Hong Kong, they, they apologised for what they said. And I just thought, you cowards, that is money at its highest level and you, you don't really care about freedom and, the, and and all the things that you say you do you care about one thing and that's money and it speaks and it's powerful and it 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 really bugged me that and uh again it's it's another it was another who are you talking to kind of thing yeah who do you think you are but i didn't ha. want the video to come across as super overtly political. political but i did want that thread running through it that because so, sometimes bands have awful takes i think on including myself i mean everyone does that on, on current events um maybe you regret them a few years after whatever you've been thinking but so political bands can be annoying but at the same time so i didn't want it to be too overt 
put it that way. Well, I love the fact that it's very upbeat, but it's a very deep topic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, the actual the actual title, what you're saying, that comes from it's something that the I don't know if you say it, but something that the younger gener- generation seem to say instead of saying, "Oh, how are you doing?" or "How are things going?" they say, "Oh, what are you saying?" So that's where that comes from, and yeah, I don't uh, know. The lyrics just evolved from there. Okay, so we're gonna listen to what you're saying. Yeah, released February of this year. In the video, <laughs> at the end, are you slingshotting condoms? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been great, though. No, okay, oh, maybe it was where my mind I thought it fit with the uh, the, the whole thing. I was like, what, what are you doing? got a dirty mind. 
<laughs> no, they were they were party poppers. Oh, there was, weren't there? Yeah. I yeah. Was thinking, what, uh, was it, that, that, it took quite a few takes to get it so it was exactly at the same time. <laughs> I watched it like four times. I kept going back, going really? back. And I'm going, That's no, like my mom. I was looking at, no, it's not my mind. I was going, I was trying to put together the artistic message, right? Yeah. Like I think, okay, wearing of the mask, choose life, the references and uh, the political references and all that stuff. I, I just kind of thought it would fit. <laughs> <laughs> As you know now, I wish we'd have done that. Yeah, I know, that, that would have been cool. Yeah. That's such a good idea. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean I, I, honestly, that's, it was only for Richard Chistick thing. I'm going, what is it? And I go, that's what it has to be. So I thought I'd better ask. <laughs> Better ask. I'm glad I, I actually regret I did. <laughs> it's okay. I'll leave it in. Brilliant. Um, uh, <laughs> before we hear the next track, Mr. Rochester, um, yeah. let's talk about uh, what your future projects uh, that we have to look forward to. I believe you have a release, Black Mirrors, coming out May? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do. We're currently... We've nearly finished recording it's it. It's in the mixing um, stage, really. I think there's a few, yeah. It, it just there's just a few issues with timing and whatnot to be sorted on it. There's something not quite. It's not yeah. It's not to be rushed, yet. but it's very nearly there. Um, I I love this song. The song is about Shay. Do you know um? Do you know what a black mirror is? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's a TV show called Black Mirrors on Netflix. Yeah, okay. You know what? That goes yeah. I did I haven't wa- literally heard you guys. I haven't yeah. watched TV since, oh, my God, since maybe 2009. <gasps> wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I don't watch TV. I create, and I yeah. stay away from it. I try you know what, this song, this song then is not directed at you. And this song, okay, <laughs> this song is about pe- people needing to be more like that because black mirrors. So if you look at a screen, whether that be on your computer, your phone, the TV, and you turn it off, it goes black, but there's still a reflection of yourself in it. Yeah, so it's kind of like a black mirror, and it's just the songs about how these the, our devices, how much they're taking away from us. Yeah, that's that's actually. And how did you come up with that metaphor? Because um, I one night um, I came home from work, and we were supposed to be rehearsing at our house, and um, there'd been a power cut for like the whole of our region of Leeds. The, the, the power had gone down. So I came home and thought, well, there's nothing else to do. So I lit a few candles because it was the winter. Got my guitar out, poured some wine, made a smoke, and um, Jem came home. She's like, what are you doing? I said, well, there was nothing else to do. I've made a song up and showed her the, the sort of chord progression and everything, and then out came. Did I come up? Did I start the lyrics? Or did, did you? No, I, I, yeah. So obviously the, the lyrics have been tweaked, but they were kind of, Made them up on the spot. Yeah, like inspired like by the minute. power cut. Yeah, that was yeah. what it was about. We'd we'd lost all our phones and everything, and 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 the telly, and it, yeah, yeah out, out came that song basically. And it, there was something nice about the whole evening. Everything was candle lit, and 
it was just a lovely evening, really. And uh, that's what came from it. Life without the black mirrors. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> an interesting backstory. That's an interesting backstory. Yeah. So we're going to listen to Mr. Rochester next. Yep. Uh, can you tell us about that? Um. So this is, we brought out an EP in, oh, when was it? I think it was January, yeah, January 2020. Um, in fact, Fran, our drummer, he produced the entire song with uh, our bassist at the time, Felipe. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to add this to the podcast just because this is a song that always goes down well when we play it live. The audience loves it. They always request any of our fans that come back to watch us, they always request Mr. Rochester. For ages, um, I, I didn't want to play it, did I? I yeah, like, you never, yeah. <laughs> I'd written this song. Because it was so please. cheap. We just wrote it in about 30 seconds. And I was like, it just, I don't know. It just felt like so little effort went into it. And But Fran and Jem belligerently kept saying, this is a great song, though. It's a good little yeah. song. Just, just I think it's like, because it's 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 different. It's folky, <laughs> it's quirky, it's playful. Um, yeah, and Mr. Fun. Rochester... Yeah, Mr. Rochester's actually a character from, um, I don't know if you've ever read Jane Eyre, Charlotte Bronte. Old but, English book, yeah. No, well, Shay, you're not on your own because I always ask that question before we play that song live and nobody, I always say, does anybody know who Mr. Rochester Apart is? Apart from in Scarborough. That's where she was from, wasn't it? Is, is yeah, right? Scarborough in the UK. She wasn't, no, she wasn't from there, but um, they had... They had some a very close connection with Scarborough. And everybody from Scarborough, yes! Yeah, we, we know, know Mr. Rochester. <laughs> so it's about this character in the book, Jane, in the book Jane Eyre, and he's um he's... Oh my god. Now, I, I, you know what? I kept going. You I do? know that name. Yeah, Jane Eyre is that uh, Jane Eyre is one it. of my favorite uh, authors, ah, Wuthering Heights and Jane Eyre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm that's why I'm kind of be was silent because my mind was going. I've heard that name. Yes. That name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I hundred percent know it. Okay, tell us tell the listeners so, about him. Yeah, Mr. Rochester, he's locked up his wife, who's called Bertha, in the attic. Mm -hmm. um because she's essentially gone mad which obviously today we would say she's got mental health issues but back in the 19th century they would just lock the wives up in the attic there's more to it than that but essentially that's what the song's about and that you know things are coming to get you Mr Rochester Bertha's scratching down the wall she's trying to escape and you can't keep her in there all this time um I love the song I absolutely love it it's an amazing track Amazing track. Now that I know what it's about, I'm going to listen to it again after the broadcast. Yeah. 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 So it's amazing. I like it more. Yeah. So up next, Mr. Rochester. Talking 
That was great. When did you release the song? Uh, January 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know, it, was it not before then, Jam? You sure? No. It was like, 100%. was we not selling CDs at gigs? When we oh, yeah, but we hadn't released it. What, it's not gone it. live on the internet? No. Right, no, okay. No. It was it was more it was towards the end of 2019 by the time we'd got it all finished and 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 published and whatnot. So yeah, do you guys have been releasing yes. music since you formed? Since basically, yeah. From the moment we sort of established ourselves as a three piece, that to me is the moment the band formed because it really cemented me, Gem, and Fran together, and now. When we go back out, that that no matter what happens, that will be the core of the band. So the moment me, Gem, and Fran sort of solidified as a unit, that is when we started putting stuff out, and 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 mm-hmm. shortly after started gigging. So yeah, more or less from from the get go, from that yeah. point. But obviously, me and Gem have been mm-hmm. making songs up leading up to that yeah. from about two thousand and sixteen. Mid, mid midway, so it sometimes feels a bit disingenuous when you when we say. Well, we started putting songs out then um, as soon as we started going. But really, me and Gemma had been going at it for a few years before that. I'm like, Liam, you don't tell people that. Yes, I'm an honest guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you formed a great band. It's a great three-piece. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So do you yeah. believe that uh, the label of, of knowing, uh, I heard, I saw it on quite a few reviews, you're known as an acoustic outfit. Do you think that fits your band? Um, it, it did. <sighs> right. Pre, pre-lockdown, it did. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when we go back, uh, it, after the lockdown, we have a basis starting with us on um, – it's Friday. It's Friday, so tomorrow. And oh, illegally. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of them, though. Yeah, we're rehearsing tomorrow. And with this new guy, I, my guitar is swapping from um, an electric acoustic to like a... Oh, I forget the name of the guitar I'm buying. But like a, a big sort of electric, semi-acoustic style Fran's getting a small drum kit and we're going to start putting out a much bigger sound. Um, yeah, so that'll be the aim. And I'll I'll just stay the same. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, the, the band won't effectively change that much, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll try and be sounding a bit bigger. That's that's the thing. Yeah, the reason I asked, because you're, uh, I, I was introduced to your band, um, well, when I first saw the track, uh, What You Say. So when yeah. I saw that, that's you know what my initial was like. No, that's not fit. Uh, so, but it it does, but it doesn't, and uh, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Your right. your sound has definitely evolved. Yeah, it has. It, that's the thing. That really is the thing. Mm-hmm. It, when the, there's a, if you look on YouTube, mm-hmm. we have um, some sessions on. It was on this balcony, and that is us as a four piece. And Fran is playing a cajon instead of a drum kit, and that that really is the banquets there as 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 what we was before um, before Felipe left the bassist. Yeah. And I'd like to take up from that point again, but with a full drum kit and 
me on an electric guitar and it just starting to, to have a bit more energy about it. Not, not that it lacks energy. It lacked so much energy before and it was, it certainly was soulful before, mm-hmm. but when we go back, I want it to, cause we have a great laugh when we're on stage. Yeah, don't I we, love Jen? It. And we really, we, we, for, for a three, we really, it, it's not like an acoustic act. We really, it's quite hard. It, I play the guitar like it's an electric and mm-hmm. create a really big sound or as big a sound as three people can make. <laughs> it's not, it's not dreary. It's, it's an energetic, uh, concert that we do um but when we go back i want that to be more entrenched i think it suits the band and i agree with what you're saying so where did you yeah. gig prior uh All yeah over. we've been re- yeah, really was, lucky it was doing really well it was such yeah, a shame it was. Yeah. um the only place we haven't obviously there's lots of places we haven't but in the uk london um we finally scheduled our first London gig, which I think is in July. Yeah, you start. It seems to see on your website you're starting gigs starting yeah. June. Yes, that's it. Oh, so excited! So excited. But we we got Jem's dad was um his was he your best was he his best man at his wedding? No, but there were there were best friends all so the way Jim's through school. So Jim's dad's and... best friend all the way through school. Um, it's like uh, he he has like a an events company, and he puts gigs on, and um, all the old big acts. He, he basically puts them on all over the country, doesn't he, Jim? Yeah. And he through Jim's mum bumped into him one day and said, "Oh, Leon and Jim are in a band. They're really good. You should listen to him." He listened to us, and he's luckily just the the second he heard us. He started getting us pretty big gigs straight away, didn't he? You know, we went from sort yeah. of playing small local events with about thirty people there, twenty people there, to packed four hundred, yeah, four hundred yeah. people. And through doing that over over a year, basically from basically January two thousand and nineteen to January twenty twenty, by the time we'd got to that, we, again all over the country, we was going with that, or all over the north of the country. Um, yeah, we really sort of refined our act, and it, it, we've just been lucky that we, we met him, really. Very lucky. And so are all these gigs that are on the website, um, uh, uh, Cleetorps, Mexboro, London, Halifax, Manchester, Grimsby, there's two of them. Mexboro, are they all set to happen between June and November of this year? They should do. Yeah, uh, I've awesome. Got actually, yeah. yeah, I have quite... The thing is, there's hardly, I, yeah, there's, I hardly any, uh, there's not really any deaths happening in the UK now. I can't understand why we're even in <laughs> lockdown anymore. It makes no sense to me. None of it makes any sense. But <laughs> I, I can't see how they could possibly justify not running gigs. Maybe when the autumn comes and it all starts coming back again, who knows. But mm-hmm. for the summer, I can't see why on earth it'd stop any of these gigs. It's It's spiteful, if you ask me, if they do it. Yeah, they won't. I think they'll they'll go on. Yeah. Well, it was pretty awesome to see when it went on your gigs tab, and I saw that because it uh, overall uh, most of most of the bands still and the artists have their gig pages to be announced, which is quite 
Really? Sad, quite sad. So it, it, it was cool. Made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, it really makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I loved having you guys on the show. Uh, before we go, oh, I'd like to know, where is it best to find you and follow you? Um, so I would say to download our music. Mm-hmm. Spotify, definitely Spotify and Apple, Apple Music, and it's all, it's all Amazon. Free. Or to be fair, on all of them, YouTube, yeah, anywhere where well, you Spot- can stream music, you can find us. Spotify mm. and Apple are the are the top ones, and then um, to follow us, obviously, there's our website, um, banquets.net, YouTube, Facebook, definitely YouTube. If people can go to our YouTube and subscribe to us, sort of once every three months, we put out a, a proper music video. And hopefully we're going to start filling in the gaps with more regular content of um, just smaller performances that we're doing at the studio down the road, live performances. So, yeah, YouTube's a good place to watch us, to actually sort of put us on the telly. And then Twitter, Facebook, you can track us down on there. You're all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. Basically everything. Eskel, all the all the links will be on the podcast site with your profile. So that's good. Uh, the reason I ask, some bands are centered on Instagram, some on Twitter, and some just a website. So always like fans to know before we end the show. Okay. Yeah. So thank thank you very much for coming on. Uh, best of luck with your music. I love your music. Uh, I'm a fan here, and keep me in the loop. We said thank you for having us on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Being a powerful part of our achievement. Because of you, the Buzzer Podcast is top 10% of the most popular shows out of over 2.6 million podcasts ranked by Listen Score. Follow us on Instagram at the Buzzroll Media and on Twitter at the Buzzer Indie. Subscribe, please, at thebuzzerpod.com. Without you, none of what we do is possible. Listen in and remember, without music, our campus is blank. On Air Indie, from iPad to yours, over the airways. Until next time, cheers, y'all.